Chapter Four of Our Little Korean Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Our Little Korean Cousin by H. Lee M. Pike. Chapter Four. Young Pak at School. Little Korean boys have to go to school just as you do, though they do not study in just the same way. You would be surprised if you were to step into a Korean schoolroom. All the boys sit upon the floor with their legs curled up beneath them. Instead of the quiet, silent scholars, you would hear a loud and deafening buzz. All the pupils study out loud. They not only do their studying aloud, but they talk very loud, as if each one were trying to make more noise than his neighbor. The Koreans call this noise Kongsyong, and it seems almost deafening to one unused to it. You would think the poor teacher would be driven crazy, but he seems as calm as a daisy in a June breeze. The Korean boys have to have tests and examinations just as you do. When a lad has a good lesson, the teacher makes a big red mark on his paper, and he carries it home with the greatest pride, just as you do when you take home a school paper marked 100. But young Pak was not allowed to share the pleasures and the trials of the boys in the public school. One day, soon after he was six years old, his father sent him to come to his private room. Perhaps you would call it a study or library. With young Pak's father was a strange gentleman, a young man with a pleasant face and an air of good breeding. This, said Ki Pak to his son as he entered the room, is Wong Ken. I have engaged him to be your teacher or tutor. The time has come for you to begin to learn to read and to cipher and to study the history and geography of our country. Young Pak made a very low bow for all Korean boys are early taught to be courteous, especially to parents, teachers, and officials. In this case, he was very glad to show respect to his new tutor, for he liked his appearance and felt sure that they would get on famously together. More than that, though he liked to play as well as any boy, he was not sorry that he was going to begin to learn something. Even at his age he had ambitions, and expected that sometime he would, like his father, serve the king in some office. Wang Ken was equally well pleased with the looks of the bright boy who was to be his pupil, and told young Pak's father that he believed there need be no fear but what they would get on well together, and that the boy would prove a bright scholar. To Wang Ken and his pupil were assigned a room near Ki Pak's library, where young Pak would spend several hours each day trying his best to learn the Korean ABCs. The first book he had to study was called The Thousand Character Classic. This was the first book that all Korean boys had to study, and was said to have been written by a very wise man hundreds of years ago. A strange thing about it was that it was composed during one night, and so great was the wise man's struggle that his hair and beard turned white during that night. When young Pak was told this fact, he was not a bit surprised. He thought it was hard enough to have to learn what was in the book, to say nothing of writing it in the beginning. At the same time that young Pak was learning to read, he was also learning to write. 
but you would have been amused if you could have seen his efforts the strangest thing about it was that he did not use a pen but he had a coarse brush on a long handle into the ink he would dip this brush and then make broad marks on sheets of coarse paper you would not be able to understand those marks at all they looked like the daubs of a sign painter gone crazy later on young pock had to study the history and geography of his country some of the names he had to learn would amuse you very much the name of the province han kyung for instance meant perfect mirror or complete view province kyung sang was the korean name for respectful congratulation province and chung chong meant serene loyalty province one part of korea where the inhabitants were always peaceable and unwarlike was called peace and quiet province or in the korean language ping an under wang ken's instruction young pak made rapid progress in his studies and when the boy's father questioned him from time to time as to what he had learned he was very much pleased and commended his son for his close attention to his studies sometime kipak said to the boy if you continue to make such good progress in your studies you will be able to hold a high position in the service of the king in explanation of this remark you should understand that no young man was able to enter into the government service of korea until he could pass a very hard examination in many studies many things besides book learning did wang ken teach his pupil in all the rules of korean etiquette he was carefully and persistently drilled as you have already been told young pak had from his earliest days been taught the deepest reverence and honor for his father this kind of instruction was continued from day to day he was told that a son must not play in his father's presence nor assume free or easy posture before him he must often wait upon his father at mealtimes and prepare his bed for him if the father is old or sickly the son sleeps near him by night and does not leave his presence by day if for any reason the father is cast into prison the son makes his home nearby in order that he may provide such comforts for his unfortunate parent as the prison officials will allow if by chance the father should be banished from the country for his misdeeds the son must accompany him at least to the borders of his native land and in some instances must go with him into exile when the son meets his father in the street he must drop to his knees and make a profound salute no matter what the state of the roadway in all letters which the son writes to his father he uses the most exalted titles and honorable phrases he can imagine End of chapter four